Good day, good night, welcome to Off the Woodworks. I'm Kevin Laramay, and the king is dead. Long live the king. The Impact's first loss this weekend. It was a rough game to watch. 2-0. At the beginning of the game, after 5 minutes, a bad pass intercepted. Patrice Bernier did a bad pass. Intercepted, did a nice pass, Claudio Bieler, and then he finished it. My man Claudio Bieber. Oh, Bieler, sorry. Yeah, that was, yeah, Bieber. <laughs> Anyways, so it was a pretty good game. The impact got dominated. They tried to actually play. They didn't defend as much as I thought they would have been. I would, We would have think they would have put 11 players behind the ball and just trying to counter everything Kansas City would have done. But instead, they actually tried to dictate a little bit of the pace of the game in the beginning. And it actually uh, didn't work, work against them. It didn't work for them. And 2-0 loss, first game. Marco Schallibaum got ejected at the game at the end for tossing water or allegedly tossing a water bottle at him. We're not sure yet. Uh, I didn't see the referee's report on it. But allegedly, he threw a bottle, water bottle at him. So the swift volcano erupted in the weekend for the first time this season. We saw last week against Toronto a little bit at the end of the game where he got into an altercation against with Eckersley. But this week, he actually threw water. For sure he threw water. We don't know if it was a water bottle, but for sure he threw water at the referee. Yeah, so it was a bad game. It wasn't the best game, but you know what? We're not going to dwell on it. Uh, Kansas City outplayed them. Kansas City is a good team. I believe is the best team in the East. Because now the Montreal bubble bursted. I still believe Montreal is one of the top five teams in the East for sure. If not top two or three. But Kansas City is way up there with Graham Zussi. U.S. men's national team player. He's on such a good form right now. He played two games. One in the snow in Colorado in a blizzard. And one in Mexico at Azteca. A, a draw. A nil-nil draw. Yeah, nil-nil. Yeah. So, a historical, a historical draw for the U.S. men's national team last week in Azteca. So, and he played the whole 90 minutes against Montreal. So, Zosie's really in, Zosie, Zosie's really on top form right now. And he played quite a game, minute of the match in my opinion. So is Claudio Bieler. And he, Claudio Bieler scored a nice goal, first goal. They curled it around and... Perkins stretched it, but that's where his five foot eleven, five foot ten gets in. No, not even. I think he's five nine actually, like like me. And that's where you see that that little thing missing, and that's like four or five inches missing off his glove, so he would have stopped it. But it happens, you know. It happens, and it was a nice shot, and you can do nothing. And the second goal, okay. Let's talk about the second goal a little bit. It was Zussi's good play that led to that goal. It was not Wimet's fault. Wimet lost the inside way before he got into the box. And it wasn't actually his fault. With the angle Zussi came at him, there was more the middle defenseman. I think it was Bernier actually who was there. Because it's Bernier's possession to be there. Where they got burned on the inside. And that's where Zussi already had the inside on Wimet. And he was the last defender. He would have done anything more, there would have been a red card. If it would have just... Because he lost the inside shoulder of Bieler was already past the position of Wimet. So he tried, he reached around, but he couldn't reach around too much. 
because then the other guy would just fell and it's a red card for sure and if he was in the box it would have been a penalty so Zussi knowing that just worked around him stopped a little bit go back to his left we might try to work around his shoulder again but then he just passed it right underneath Perkins and it made its way into the goal it was a nice play attacking play by Zussi and not a bad defense play just want to make that clear because we met second game starting I did not think he got he played such a bad game we just didn't have a lot of opportunities the first couple of games especially on the road the first two we were we have a couple of opportunities but we actually finished and when we get an early goal it really helps you to then defend and be more confident when they have an early goal and you got attacked that so actually happened this weekend when you got attacked after an early goal against you you there's more panicky more emotions going on then it, it gets you more worked up and it, it can get to you but I, I think we might actually played well he did what he had to do but he couldn't do more against Zussi on that play and that's why Zussi is amazing anyway so it's more of a good Zussi play than a bad we met play I just want to make that clear uh, what was I saying thinking Saturday morning I was finalizing my fantasy team and I dropped Bieler I dropped the Bieber I thought he would have had a because he had a couple opportunities I thought he would have had a, a night off I thought he would have maybe didn't play that much um, not that much but it wouldn't play that great but I was wrong and uh, I just got 50 something point 50 point lost went like top 5 to top 20 in all my leagues that sucks. I'm not even first in my only. At least we're more than three now. So join after Woodworks. 15121-3320. After Woodworks on MLSsoccer.com. You can beat me like everybody else. <laughs> there was a lot of miss this weekend. A lot of misses this weekend. Uh, I seen Agudelo miss. Bieler missed 2 3. The worst one was Maddox. I think he missed 2. He skied them. He was like, like 10 yards off the goal. By himself, keeper's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. empty net, shoots, skied him, touched the uh, upper echelon of the Home Depot Center. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was ugly. Agudelo missed a couple of them, one of them. Agudelo. Agudelo. And the goats. The goats are playing amazing. El Chelis is a genius. What he's doing with that team right now is unbelievable he's not even been the coach for more than a couple of months and already you see the team play as a team they work hard they got grit they work for every single ball they never say quit they never say die they remind me of a Mexican boxer you can hit him as much as you like but he'll always get off that stool and fight you for the next round and you know what at the end those type of boxers those type of teams make it and win and that's what we're seeing right now with the Chivas USA the GOATs are playing the best football I've seen in the league so far and I put the emphasis on the best football I've seen in the MLS this year yes Montreal really is up there with them but Chivas USA is playing good football I'm liking what I'm seeing and El Chelis talk about El Chelis my man that guy is awesome what he's doing with that league is awesome you know what he said after the game this week We've talked about last week what he was saying. This week he surpassed himself. Mr. Quote Machine again said that he's very lucky because he's a very, very bad coach. 
with 27 good players that are playing great football for him. That's what he said. Are you kidding me? Is that awesome or what? When do you see a coach do that? First of all, after the game, fist bump in the air. Happiest man you'll ever see with a big, big smile. Yeah, he's really happy. Uh, I got to talk about a little bit of a an anecdote that I heard on Extra Time Radio. I don't know if you heard it. It's I'll just tell you the gist of it. There was some guy buying beer or popcorn in the stand, and the wind blew the change off his hand. And it landed on the pitch, and it was flying around on the pitch, and it landed at Chili's feet. Chili's picked it up, looked at his players that were looking at him, looked on at the sky and the heavens, kind of like saying, thank you, God. Then he looks back at his players, he says, ah, he put it in his pocket. And for me, that explains a lot about the character of that coach, about what he's trying to build with that team. They're almost trying to build a mentality that it's them against the world. You say, yeah, 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 whatever, us. Mexican-born, even the non-Mexican Dan Kennedy and Bobby Burling-style Agudelo, they're almost so Mexican right now. They really are buying what that coach is bringing to the table. They're actually, they're buying it like it's all special. They're buying everything. They're working hard. I love Alvarez's play. Uh, I thought they made a mistake picking him at second overall in the Super Draft because they were better player out there. But you know what? They're He's proving us wrong. And they're proving us wrong as a whole. The team is playing great. And Chilis has a character. And he looks happy to be here. He looks happy to be in the MLS. And you know what? I think Vergara did a good job by hiring him. It's amazing what a good coach and a decent preparation and decent mentality and confidence can do to a football team. We've seen the Montreal confidence at the beginning of the season. Just with that trophy, it helps them... With a Disney trophy, it helped them have more confidence for the beginning of the season. And you've seen it with wins in Portland, Seattle, and to Montreal. Yeah, when it was against Toronto, though, easy. It's Toronto. But Toronto, 2 2. Oh, that was heartbreaking. Jose Villarreal, bicycle kick in the box at the 90 something minute to tie it up. Oh. Uh, I was on my way to work. I actually got into the subway. It was 2-1. I'm like, oh, no, you know what? Toronto won. I predict My predictions were so bad. 3 out of 8 this weekend. So that means I'm 9 out of 18. 9 out of 16. Actually, something 9 out of 16. A little bit more over 500. But anyways, going back to Toronto and L.A., I thought it was 2-1 leaving. So I'm like, God. But Galaxy, Miggy tied it up. But Miggy made it 2-1, and then Galaxy... Jose Villarreal would have out of this world for the galaxy, out of the box. Bicycle kick and 2-2 draw. That was pretty much the nicest game of the week. I actually watched the entire Chivas USA and that great game. And it was amazing. I rewatched the Montreal game a couple of times. And even though I rewatched it a couple of times, the result didn't change. We still lost to nothing. Uh, we're not going to have a perfect season. Yeah, I say I'm gonna. I say I was not gonna dwell on it. All right, all right. I'm not dwelling. I'm not dwelling. So I think it was a pretty decent game. Pretty decent games this weekend, but tomorrow night, Seattle versus Santos Laguna at CenturyLink Field in Seattle. That's gonna be a great game. 
I love to watch Santos Laguna, even though I like to watch them when they're playing at home, because that's when they go all out. That's when they try to score four or five goals in the extra time to kill us, like they did to Montreal and online. That's why I'm not talking loud, because I'm trying to black that out of my memory. But they did it to every single team that they played against. So we're going to see. They're not known to be good travelers. So they're going to travel way up to the Pacific Northwest for Seattle to play against the Pacific Northwest version of Neymar, Yedlin. <laughs> that actually, even though his team is not having a good start of the season, I believe that he's really coming into form as of late. Especially in the last game, I watched him more of an isolated kind of... I watched him play more than I watched the entire game. And the crosses that he puts in the box are on point. I mean, it went... It actually brought a goal against Salt Lake. But the crosses are getting there. So don't be surprised if during the game against Santos Laguna tomorrow night, 10 o'clock, Fox Soccer, CONCACAF Champions League semifinals first leg if you watch a Yedlin's play don't be surprised if a couple of crosses come in and they actually score goals off of them and I'm not gonna lie I'm starting to like that kid I'm not liking his hair but I'm starting to like that kid and the other game on Wednesday night again 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time on Fox Soccer is the Los Angeles Galaxy versus Monterrey. Monterrey. Monterrey is not having the best year. Actually, they're actually almost at the end of a cycle. They're getting younger, one of the youngest teams in the league, I believe. And they're actually coming into form as of late. The last couple of weeks, they're getting better. They haven't won the winter session. Tijuana did. But they're actually getting into much better form right now. So don't be surprised if they actually can pull off a draw at Home Depot Center. Even though Galaxy's got Landon Donovan, Mr. LD coming back, and he's actually happy playing now. Uh, it's a big difference between me and the last year. He was, you couldn't say burned out, but I can feel for him. He was, uh, he lost maybe his hap, not his hap, his appetite for the game. He lost his appetite for the goal, I could say, the appetite for getting in there and work for the ball and being sneaky behind the defenders and trying to get into runs to make a good shot to get a score. And you could actually see that when he came in against Toronto. Not Toronto. When he came in against, yeah, against Toronto. When he came in at the end of the 29th minute when he came in, you could actually see that he was happy to play. He was there and was really, really happy to work behind the defenders, like I just said, and to get sneaky into the runs, and you could see an appetite in his play that he lost last year. And that's why I believe that his time off actually was good for him. So good for him. Good for coming back. Good for him. And, yeah, that's about all I got to say about Donovan. Never been a big fan. I don't hate the guy at all. So, But I still believe Monterey is going to be able to kill the play, to really kill the play at the Home Depot Center. And probably get the first goal. Montreal's going to score the first goal. And then Galaxy's going to tie it up with Mike McGee. Probably he's on top form, we could say. And he's quality right now. And he's probably going to tie it up against them. But Montreal's going to pull off. And going back to Mexico, Montreal's going to win. And 
everybody's thinking that this year is the year that an MLS team is going to reach the finals of the CONCACAF Champions League and maybe win it. But it's going to be for the third year in a row, I believe, Santos Laguna and Montreal in the finals. Which tells you that, yes, MLS is getting better. The quality and the caliber, especially, of play is getting better. But Mexico still got our number in that competition. And the actual way the competition works, the outline of the competition, it it helps them. It helps the Mexicans. They're more used to it. We're more used to a longer... We're not used to cup ties. And Mexico is more used to it. They got shorter seasons twice a year. And more used to having more on the line all the time. We're getting there. But I believe that if one of the MLS team wins, it's not going to be the Galaxy. I think it's Seattle might have the chance this year to pull off an upset and win a big league in Seattle. I believe they're going to win it 2-3-0 easily because Santos Laguna doesn't travel well and then maybe be able to be to hold them off in Torreon. And I don't know if any of the ECS, the Emerald City Supporters Group, going to travel to Torreon. If you do, be careful, my friends. Tie your scarves. Uh, never be alone anywhere. Always travel in a group. Be careful, safe, and have fun if you go in Torreon in two weeks. But anyways, tomorrow night, I hope Seattle puts a couple past the keeper and win. So, prediction, Seattle's going to win and... And gonna get their ass in Laguna after. They're gonna get Laguna, Santos Laguna in Toronto. Like Toronto, like Montreal, like Houston, Seattle. They all got Santos. Damn. Alright, guys, let's take a little break here on Off the Woodworks. We'll be right back after this. you guessed it we're back on up the woodworks and we're gonna talk about the Columbus crew a little bit you guessed it with the song Ohio from honey honey a very good song I like that band it's a little country a little folk anyways enough about music we got two weeks to prepare to face the Columbus crew and they're gonna face Philadelphia in the weekend at home at crew stadium in Columbus Ohio and we need to prepare we need to take those two weeks off to prepare for possession. We need to keep improving in the possession area to dictate the pace of the game, not just react on the counter, but actually dictate the game, use the whole pitch, make crosses, use angles like Bernier did before the last game. Take advantage of all those areas and use possessions to be able to score more goals. We have a lot of goals scored already, but we need to score a lot because Columbus with those big guns, Federico Higuain, Jairo Arrieta, Dominic Oduro, those big guns when they when they fire and when they're on, it hurts. They got a lot of good free kicks and and penalties obviously, but on the corners and on the free kicks, they're amazing. 
they're a lot prepared for the free kicks and they love them. I've seen Federico Higuain score twice last year if I remember correctly on free kicks and they're almost Beckham-like. Will Beckham score today against Barcelona? Uh, tomorrow, not today, tomorrow. Will he score against Barcelona with a free kick? I would love to see that. Probably not going to happen. Anyways, speaking about Columbus, they're actually fourth in the East right now. They got four games played, so they got one game in hand on us. And they got seven points. All of their big guns only have one goals. They actually, Josh is the first scorer with two on the team. And Arieta, Oduro, anyway, you know, have one goal. So don't be surprised if at least one of them score against us, even if it's if it's at Saputo. I predict the Iguain goal in two weeks, but I, I think Montreal's going to win. But we need to practice for the next two weeks hard and be able to free kicks practice, practice defensively free kicks. Uh, I don't know if Nessa's going to be okay in two weeks. I heard he was getting better, but not quite there yet. Uh, we met. I like we met, so we met might be there too. Hopefully, one of them will be in good shape, and we can beat the Columbus Crew. It's gonna be a tough game. The Columbus is known for their hardworking, never give up style of play, and. They're a blue-collar team, even though they're having a yellow shirt, I know, but they're a blue-collar team. And it's going to be really tough for Montreal to dictate the play, even against us and against them. And we actually have a lot of uh, counter-attack intuitiveness in us right now, and we may react too much on... We may not possess too much and react on, on it too much, that we actually react instead of dictating the play. And I believe that to be successful long-term, you need to dictate and be comfortable controlling, slowing the pace down, and taking your shots on net. The Vile still played a good game. Yeah, only one shot, and basically there was a one shot the whole game, and it was a volley. But the Vile, they prepared. It was the first time I ever read in an MLS coach's review of the game after the Kansas City they actually uh, Peter Vermees said that they were prepared they prepared for the last week for the vial because they said he was really smart was one of the one of the smartest attacker in the league because he prepares his run he says he even looks lazy sometimes but he's never lazy because he's always looking and always getting prepared to get into the openings I told you guys I like the vials play this year I think he's actually stepped it up a notch. He's really on point with his runs, his calls, the way he calls for the ball, the way he reacts to the balls, the way he confuses defenders by making runs from the left and the right. So don't be surprised to see DeVaio put up a couple goals at home on the Saputo Stadium's pitch. Real grass turf. Will it be ready? Will it be nice? Will it be green? I don't know. It might be brown. It's minus six tomorrow something like that so anyways so that's about it for the for the preview of Columbus and Montreal and we're gonna have another show this week at the end of the week it's gonna be a more of an MLS all-around show because Montreal's on a bye week and we'll keep an eye on the Columbus and Union game to see if 
anything happens, it can tell us a way to beat Columbus the next week. So watch out for PSG Barcelona today, Juventus and Bayern München. Don't be surprised if PSG gets pulls it off. They haven't been beaten in European competition at Parc des Princes for the last six years. Hope that stats still stands tonight. That's tomorrow night. And I think Juventus is going to beat Bayern. Pretty sure about it. Anyways, guys, have a great soccer. Salabu, salabu, salabu.